President and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to join us and get coached live and in person right on the podcast. Today, my guest is Kaid Javan, and he is the CEO of a company called talentmarketplace.ca. Kaid, welcome. Hey, nice to be here. So, you live in Vancouver, you travel to Ottawa. What do you do in Vancouver? Tell us a little bit about not only your role, but the purpose. What is uh, Talent Marketplace? Yeah, so Talent Marketplace is a, it's an online recruitment platform specific to staffing IT projects. So my background was on the on the IT project side. So we grew, I grew kind of tired of traditional recruitment and just how long it took and it was impacting our project deadlines, which impacts our ability to deliver. And I was working in healthcare. So when you're not able to deliver a project, there is real world implications of that. It's not, you know, typical of like IT or building a website. Um, so came up with this process where you have a pre-vetted bench of digital ta- of talent uh, who are all pre-interviewed, ready to rumble. Um, and you can basically reduce your hiring time by in some cases by two months on average, which uh, greatly increases your likelihood of project success. So kind of the purpose of it is to take the on the client side, so the people doing the hiring, make it easier for them to hire so they can focus on doing the work. Um, and on the candidate side, connect them more seamlessly with opportunities that match exactly who they are and what they want to do next. Okay. And how long have you been doing this? I've been full-time on it for four years. Um, okay. Quite a long time. I was doing it for about a year before that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how big is yeah. your team? So we're at 10 people now, which has okay. doubled in the last three months, actually. Congratulations. So what would you say right now is your greatest challenge? And by the way, your challenge could be personal or professional in nature, whatever, whatever you choose. Yeah, I was thinking about this beforehand, which way I wanted to go down. I'm going to go with a personal one, which is tied to the professional side of things as well. So what's gotten me this far is a very results oriented person, um, Mm -hmm. you know, very like focused on outcomes, um, which is I think great until things start getting complex. Um, And if you're a very neurotypical person, I think. Um, So for me, having like a goal and an outcome, no matter how hard it was, it helped me push way harder, Um, you know, whether that was sleepless nights or getting up early um, or, you know, committing to things I probably shouldn't commit to because it was getting me to my goal. I was really good at that. Now, as I reach a stage in the business where I've got kind of like multiple interests, multiple goals with a kind of a very long term vision of growing this thing out, the that mindset it, you know, you hit these major milestones and you immediately kind of forget about them. So like, you know, a million dollars in revenue in a year, it's over. Now it's about getting two or five. <laughs> so the, um, so it's resulting in burnout, which I know is, is something I've discussed with some of my other coaches and mentors and therapists and that kind of thing. And the, it's only really recently that I was like, okay, I actually do need to fix this mindset. Um, and I've started in a couple places. 
but I'm, one of the things I was hoping out of this call is just for you to just help me along down that path to figuring out how to be more process oriented, enjoy doing the work rather than just the outcome. Okay. So let me ask you a couple of questions because this is very, very interesting. Sure. So you're this guy who sets a goal and knocks it out of the park. Yes. Yeah. Historically. Uh, but yeah. in the process, you're getting burnt out. Oh my, yes. <laughs> oh my, yes. So can you describe that a little bit for me? What does burnout sound like, feel like, taste like? What is mm -hmm. the, the experience oh, for you of burnout? Yeah, so the experience for me of burnout, and I always try and liken it back to me operating in like a peak performance time. So back, I'm going to teleport back to 2013, super goal-oriented, was basically doing a lot of courses in international competitions on SFU's behalf and everything, was sleeping about three to four hours a day and hitting every single target. After that, it was about a year and a half of brain fog, inability to concentrate, still managing to get things done somehow, <laughs> but pretty much pretty miserable the entire time. Um, similar to kind of where I've been at for the last like year and a half, still managing to get things done. Uh, but knowing I have another year and I can't, it feels like I can't quite reach it um, because I'm just going through and, you know, I hit a milestone and I just kind of shrug. I'm like, okay, it's <laughs> just fucking 10 more left. Right. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is hitting the milestones gives you a very, very short term high, very short term. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, a, you know, similar to, I was talking with another mentor of mine and he was like, yeah, the goals it's coffee, but you, you're hitting, you've had already 10, 20, 30 cups of coffee. The incremental benefit of those hits is not going to do it for you. Okay. So have you, so here, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, yeah, and I know, do, I know that you want to be process driven and enjoy the ride and all that stuff. And you're like, how the heck do I do that? Um, and I want to say to you that, um, you do have a thinking problem, but not where you think it is. So when you have a goal and you reach it, like that's amazing. So many people struggle to do that. So you have a bit of a secret sauce. The issue is that part of the secret sauce contains a fatal flaw, which is when you have a goal, the way you go about reaching it causes burnout. And that's really a reflection of what I would call a thinking problem as opposed to a process problem or a joy problem. Because the truth is when you're in the middle of it, you're in it, you're working hard, maybe you're tiring yourself out and you're burnt out, but you're actually really on fire in those moments. So I actually don't want to decrease the time when you're on fire, but I want you to think a little bit more strategically and say, okay, so I've gotten myself from here to here with this strategy, but now this strategy isn't actually working anymore because it's causing me pain. It's causing me burnout. So I want you to think a little bit differently, not in terms of slowing down and, and increasing the pro, uh, kind of in, enjoying the process. I want you to think about how to actually speed up. Weird, right? And what I mean by that mm -hmm. is how do I actually get more done by doing less myself? Mm -hmm. So how do I maximize my resources? How do I leverage the people around me? How do I 
tap into expertise that isn't necessarily mine? How do I, uh, you know, when you say the process, I want to talk about the business process. How do I improve the business process uh, where I don't necessarily have to be the one rolling up my sleeves every time? So right now you're working super hard and I want you to work harder at working super smart, if that makes any sense. So I want you to think about your goals differently because I don't want to take away your secret sauce. I don't. Mm -hmm. I think that's silly. I don't want to tell you, hey, reaching another goal isn't going to give you a high. I think reaching another goal more effectively and efficiently is going to give you another high. But you're not thinking that way. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, tell me a little bit more on the... um on the leveraging others piece. I mean, it is something that I think is kind of one of my core strengths when it comes to building and developing teams is something I've kind of always naturally done throughout my life. Um, And uh, yeah, just like pick my brain a little bit more on that or or maybe tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that. Again, I don't exactly know all of how you operate, but based on what you're saying, Mm -hmm. you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting yourself. You're acquiring the knowledge yourself. You're doing the courses yourself. You're not sleeping yourself, right? Nobody can replace Mm -hmm. your sleep. You've got to do it. There's some things that you've got to do that are non-negotiable. And we know that sleep is one of them for optimal brain and body functioning, optimal emotional functioning. We know sleep is super important. That's not something you can compromise or sacrifice. Just, just I'm using a basic example that you handed to me. So if you know you're the one who needs to do the sleeping, nobody can replace that. Mm -hmm. What are you doing in the time when you're not sleeping? Let's look at those things that you think you believe must get done. And let's see mm-hmm. how we can do them better, more efficiently, more effectively. And so now the task is to think more strategically. So I'm pushing you harder, actually, to think more strategically instead of pushing you to work harder, if, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. And so now the goal is new. And I think you're, you are driven by goals. And I think, um, strangely enough, when we have a goal and that goal turns us on, lights us up and engages us, it's a good goal. It's healthy for Mm -hmm. us to have that goal. It's not a bad thing because the goal in and of itself creates an energy inside of us. It's not terrible. But understand that reaching the goal doesn't necessarily, you know, mean that you have more or less value. The question is, how do you live your life maximizing your energy and your sense of being ignited? And it's number one, you got to sleep more, right? You got to take care of your health. And Mm -hmm. what you're doing is sacrificing your health. But the second piece is, how do I keep myself engaged? And for you, slowing down will not keep you engaged. It will disconnect you. It will demotivate Mm -hmm. you. Am I right? And let's, yeah, especially on the latter piece, the like keeping myself engaged component. Um, when it comes to so back in back in those shortly after 2013, after that first burnout period, sleep was something I never compromised. Uh, just as, and then the um, the other thing was leveraging others is something that I've gotten better at over the years. I think like as of right now, the work that I'm always doing and focused on is it's constantly like the next level of work, right? Like instead of 
say, doing all of the proposal writing, I'm now just there for kind of a final sign off where it's like, you know, the shake hands like, hey, we're, you know, this is what we're all about. If you have any questions, call me kind of situation Then we're moving yeah. on to the next thing, which is fantastic. And when I look back at when I look at it logically, I'm like, cool, this is where I want it to be. <laughs> um, but then when um, it's the engagement piece that I think I'm challenged at right now, where and the outcomes are still there, I'm still doing the right stuff, but I'm feeling like there's a certain gear that's sort of missing. And I'm not and sure if it's because I've just had so many hits of coffee. I think that you have so to, to define speak, the yeah. problem differently. Right. Okay. And when you define the problem differently, your engagement level changes. So when you define the problem as, hey, you know, like, how do I reduce my burnout and enjoy the, the process? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what you're really doing is you're saying, how do I disengage from this? Right. And in your particular case, the question is backwards. It's how do I pick a problem that is so engaging and fun, mm -hmm. right? That I'm on it and I'm, 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 I'm into it. I'm driven by it. I'm, in, you know, ignited by it. How do I pick a problem that turns me on? Right. And while I am doing that, how do I solve the issue of working on that problem? in a way that is the most efficient, effective way. In other words, by leveraging people. So it's turning up that dial of bringing the right mm -hmm. people into the project. But for you, it's, it's not defining the goal. It's defining the problem you want to be solving in the world. Right. Right. So it's almost like taking it up a few hundred notches so that you can't solve this problem on your own anymore. It's almost creating mm -hmm. more complexity for yeah. you. It's weird, right? It's it's contradictory. Yeah. It's not intuitive in the sense of, well, here's how you experience joy, right? In a gratitude book, right? That's not for you. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah. No, totally. And um, I mean, I think that's one of the things that's come up for me recently is like, how do I tie these kind of like lofty things that get me excited down to the level of things that I'm working at today, because then those outcomes become just more powerful and meaningful rather than just like a, a step down, like a fairly linear path, so to speak, with no kind of like connection to the why that I yes. exist. Well, um, and I, and I really think that you have to pick a problem that is substantial enough to keep you tied in and tuned tuned into and so so or pick that massive goal but then also say that I want to solve the problem of of leverage I want to solve the problem of this so you're thinking in terms of strategy instead of trying to figure out how to increase your joy because your joy comes from problem solving mm -hmm. I know that already yeah I don't want to That's eliminate the problems from your life. I actually want to increase them. Right. But just make them kind of like give them a bit, reframe it and give it a bit more meaning, I guess. Is that kind of, if well, I can. It's not feed? just meaning it's, it's um, sure. I don't, I don't want to take meaning away from anybody, but sure. It's, yeah. it's have a goal that's meaningful to you, but also complex enough for you to not just mm -hmm. reach it that easily. And for you to move into uh, not just here are the 10 things I need to do to reach that goal, boom, finish, done. 
It's how do I think about this strategically so that this goal is not only reached and then I go to the next one, but this is a goal that requires complex thinking, requires strategic thinking, requires me to bring more people in so that I get better at that. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So then what kind of like in terms of um, like actions I can take to kind of like kind of hammer that out or feel out what that, what that might be, what would you recommend? Yeah. So I, I really think that journaling is very useful, um, but I'm not talking about a gratitude journal. I'm talking about a little bit of analysis for you. And what I mean by that is if you look back at your previous goals, look at what really turned you on about identifying the goal and reaching the goal and then look at your most complex goal and look at how you solve that problem how you achieve that goal and then what i would encourage you to do is say okay so what is my really big vision and what makes this complex and what needs to be in place in order for me to achieve this goal again not on my own what do i need to do Mm -hmm. how do i need to be thinking because the way you've been thinking has gotten you here but the way you need to think will not get you ultimately where you want to be. Right. No, that makes sense. And then, like, and I think that's a a solid next step, and people keep telling me this, so (laughs) eventually I'll be nudged. What do people keep telling you? Suggesting, like, um, yeah, like, journaling would be valuable. (laughs) So so I want to share something with you. I don't know if you know this, but when we work with clients, the highly driven population, people just like you, we get them to journal every single day. And again, it's not just like write down what you're grateful for. It's um, a little bit more analysis in our journaling process where we are asking you questions to understand your patterns. And what we're really Mm. looking at is your patterns of thought. We're looking at where you keep getting trapped in your case, where you keep reaching a goal and getting exhausted and then starting at zero because yeah, you got there, no big deal next, right? We're looking at your patterns that make you feel the way you do, make you think the way you do and get you to where you're going and sometimes get you to where you don't want to go, which is a state of exhaustion. What brings you there? What Mm -hmm. forces you to work so hard that you're not sleeping at night? And why do you think that's the best way to do it? Is there a better way? Is there a way to do it with greater ease that you're not thinking about? Because you're like, no, this is the only way I have to not sleep. Like, really? Isn't there a better way? So that's the problem I want you to solve. Interesting. And right? like, are there kind of example questions that you would give to someone like me off the top of your head? I mean, well, on well, a bit, but. yeah, well, we always start with a baseline of just understanding your view of the world today. And so we always start off with, you know what, just monitor your mood for a week. I want to know what triggers you, what annoys you, what turns you on, what exhausts you, what conversations do you not want to have? What conversations are you looking forward to having? When you look at your calendar and you see what's on your calendar, your appointments, which ones do you kind of go, oh my God, I don't want to have that call. Or which conversations do you go, man, I wish I had that call two years ago, right? Like, so we're, we're examining how you feel about everything that's going on. And once you start downloading, now we start identifying areas where you do keep keep getting trapped. And then we dig deeper, deeper, deeper. So when you're working with a coach, what happens is the coach is reading and responding to your journal every day and asking you deeper, deeper, deeper questions based on what you write in your journal up front. 
So there's someone mm-hmm. on the other end yes. challenging you, poking you, digging, and really pulling together your patterns of thought, patterns of behavior, but also helping you identify what you want beyond just goals and whether or not the way you look at life, the way you operate is consistent with what you want. What we find is oftentimes mm. it isn't. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Does that all make sense? It does make sense. That's some pretty good, clear kind of next steps, I guess. <laughs> like that's, that's well, pretty well let me ask you this. You've worked with a lot of other coaches. What did they say? Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, the big one for me and, and one of the fellows who, who I've spoken to quite frequently, who's a good friend and mentor of mine. Um, uh, so we're, you know, it has more context than, uh, than what you would have had because you just came into this call, which is, this is yeah. a super cool platform. I love the concept. Um, one of his major things was probably the, one of the challenges I've had is, and you touched on this as well, just in the short time was the connection between my like real reasons for being and the work that I'm doing right now, like the stuff that really turns me on, gets me excited. Um, and then bringing that down to the individual tasks I have to do today, determining whether or not they're aligned, like, and if they're not, should I be even doing it? Or is that something I should be passing on to someone else if it's necessary, or maybe it's not necessary at all. And I'm just not thinking about it, which I think is probably the case for, I think a lot of executives is they're sometimes doing work that they really don't need to be doing at all. (laughs) Um, But they're getting looped into it because they're just going with the waves. Um, But that's kind of the biggest takeaway I have right now is like, how do I kind of, connect those reasons for being with the work that I'm doing throughout my calendar, throughout my day. Um, that's and kind of the, the tip I, where yeah. I'm at. I would encourage you to also ask yourself one more question is if this is what sure. I want to be doing, if this is in your words, my why, and I, I have a philosophy a little bit about the whole why thing, but anyway, we'll get to that in a moment. But if this mm-hmm. is the, your purpose, right? If this is it over here, Um, you have a set of beliefs about how to achieve your purpose. And those beliefs include working yourself to the bone. Mm -hmm. And what I would tell you is, is that a good belief? Is that consistent with what you want? And is there a better way? And that is a Mm -hmm. question you need to ask yourself. So not only how do I reach my goal, but how do I reach my goal with energy? How do I reach my goal with consistent energy? How do I reach my goal and not only do what I need to do, but give what I need to give, which is beyond the doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, it's not only how do I connect what I want and with what I'm doing, which is a hundred percent, a very important question, but also in order to do what I want to achieve, what do I believe is necessary? And are those beliefs in fact true? And I will guarantee you, you that a lot of them are not. Right. Yeah. Really cool. I hope that gave you something to think about. No, it definitely does. And it's like there's, um, yeah, there's like a bunch of different kind of discussions, readings that I'm doing, that kind of stuff. So the there's so many consistent themes um, that, 
you know, are, are helpful, which is why having these conversations is so helpful, valuable for, for everyone really. Um, because especially as you start dealing with bigger and bigger problems and more complex problems, the way the stuff that's between your, <laughs> the sides of your head, this brain of yours, like can only take you so far going <laughs> with the same method over and over. It might take you to one point, but to go to the next level, you kind of have to rethink your assumptions and rethink, you know, how you act um, right. from a strategic level. And in your case, yeah. like your current formula is the bigger my goals, the more exhausted I become in reaching them. And that formula mm-hmm. isn't working. Yeah. And it's not yeah. going to work no, in the definitely. long run. Right. Totally. So yeah, thanks a bunch. Glad I'm working on this. Well, I thank you for being on the podcast. For those of you who are listening, I hope you walked away with something interesting to think about. Uh, If you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not so willing to share on the podcast, but you do want to discuss, please reach out to me as well. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Can you thank you so much? for sharing your time and your challenges with us. And I know you're going to rock it. So I'm not even worried about you. (laughs) Thanks, Kim. No, really appreciate your time. Very helpful. 